five mid mornings. Catch up. Let's talk about that on five FM. We're also catching up with Dr. Megan Martin in the next few minutes. She's going to be joining us every single Tuesday morning. We cover topics that are related to mental health and pretty much anything surrounding mental health. And today, it's actually something about libido and specifically about sex in relationships. So make sure you stick around for that. We chat to Dr. Megan Martin about libido. And if you're in a relationship where potentially there's a libido mismatch, one party ends up feeling a little bit guilty. There's a lot of shame surrounding it as well. So we're unpacking that all with Dr. Martin next. Good morning, Dr. Megan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I am doing so well. And thank you once again for joining us this morning to talk to us about libido. I have heard that you are the best person in South Africa to chat to when it comes to this. Uh, You're probably going to say you want to be humble, but uh, I want you to own it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for your kind words. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're talking about libido on the show today. And the very obvious, I think, first question is, how do people's libidos differ? Why do they differ? Is it got to do with how we're born? Do we just come out of the womb that way with different libidos? Is it a spectrum? Could you tell me a little bit more, unpack a little bit more about how libido works and why some of us have a higher libido and others have a lower libido? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not such a straightforward question as you would think, right? (laughs) So I think, as you say, libido definitely occurs on a spectrum, right? You definitely know people who, you know, some people have higher libido, some people have a lower libido. We don't necessarily have a range that we're comparing this against, right? There's no such thing as having a normal libido. Like, Mm. what is that range? Is Mm. once a week to twice a week the normal range you know like so in medicine and science we haven't technically there's no definition for what a normal libido is so i think the first thing to say is if you think that you have a lower libido it's more of a subjective understanding Mm. of it right and someone else might judge that differently so someone might say you know what i have such a high libido i just think about it all the time and when you ask them how often they're like oh my gosh like five times a week you know (laughs) where someone else all the time literally means like every hour i can't stop watching pornography like Mm. i've I've got a problem like i can't work you know so people's judgments are very subjective and it all sort of goes back to their background as well right so i find a lot of people who were brought up more religious with more sexual shame might feel like any sort of desire is already too much mm. so just to put that out there is there a scientific thing inside of our bodies or something biological i say that we could point to and go oh this is why you might have a lower libido than someone else it depends like all things in medicine it mm. depends on, on many things right you could have things that are lowering your libido or you could have things improving your libido or mm. boosting your libido right? and then these things balance up and we actually have a term for it it's called the dual control model right and that means well what that consists of is you have sexual inhibitors right or sexual breaks so mm. things that make you don't want sex okay and then you have things like sexual accelerators which are things that push you towards sex you know or boost your interest in sex yeah and then how those things sort of balance out at the end of the day or at any given moment is how you're going to feel about having sex 
So some people might have very sensitive accelerators, right? So they might say the wind can change. Someone can walk past me and I am ready to go, you know? <laughs> okay. Where someone else, <laughs> someone else's accelerator might be a little bit less sensitive. So they might really need to be wined and dined and have a, 30 minute massage and talk dirty for 30 minutes again mm. and slowly eventually, you know, get there. Right. And then same with the brakes, right? Some people might have more sensitive brakes where I don't know if it, the weather's too hot, you can't be in the mood for sex. Yeah. If your kids are playing the next room, I can't be in the mood for sex. Or some people like, you have to be dying <laughs> to like turn them off of sex, basically. <laughs> right. Every person at every point in time is constantly balancing these accelerators and brakes. And that's sort of what determines your libido in that moment. We'll get into question of the day shortly. But for now, it's all about libido. Let's talk about that. It mm. feels like libido is, I suppose, shown in the media as very linear. And it's like you either have it or you don't. It's either high or it's low. There's either something wrong yeah. with you or something right with you when it comes to it. And what you're saying is there is no right or normal libido. It kind of is very, very different according to every human, just like our tastes are different. Uh, so yeah. my, my follow-up question is, do you think it's possible to be in a healthy, functioning relationship with someone that has a different libido or a different sex drive than you? Definitely. In fact, it's actually quite rare to have two people in a relationship that have like the same sort of libido, oh, okay. right? So most couples will have one person who wants it more than the other. And I mean, this fluctuates over time. You know, we're not the same people over time. We go through things, things happen to us and... You know, we balance all of these things and everything is a negotiation. So if you're in a mixed libido relationship or have a desire discrepancy, like we like to call it, okay, that's a normal part of life. It's not a sign that you're in the wrong relationship or you've chosen the wrong partner. You know, everyone at some point is probably going to have to go through this. It's just a matter of what are you going to do about it? There is also a lot of guilt or isolation when it comes to libido differences in relationships on both sides of the coin there. Can we work through these feelings, especially considering the person with a low libido is usually the one that is considered, and I say quote unquote, broken, even though we know there's no such thing as that. But you know, like I say, the media, movies, TV series, all that kind of stuff, it's made us believe that unless you're desiring sex every single day and it's a driving force in your life, that there is actually something wrong with you and you're the one that needs to go and seek help or, you know, just give in to your partner whenever they want to go. You've got to be ready to go. Otherwise, there's something wrong with you. So how do we work through those feelings and emotions? Yeah. So I just want to, I always like to emphasize that, you know, being the one with the higher libido doesn't mean that you are the healthy one, you are the better one, mm. or you are the one better at sex. Yeah. There's, there's no <laughs> wrong way to have a libido right there's only the difference and you know how are we going to navigate this difference together okay i like that so when it comes to confidence in the bedroom because i think sometimes at least i mean i'm no ex expert but i do feel like sometimes libido can be dependent on how confident you maybe feel in the bedroom and if you are suffering with some sort of a shame or lack of self-confidence it can actually affect your libido potentially so can confidence in the bedroom be learned 
Or is it something that we're kind of just stuck with? Absolutely be learned. I feel like it has to be learned, right? No one <laughs> okay. taught us how to have sex. No one was like, okay, you do this and then you do this part and then this happens. We sort of watched a movie or two and then we're like, okay, that's how sex works and mm-hmm. we've got to do it like that, <laughs> you know, which as we know is is not how sex works in the real world. But I mean, just like anything, the more you practice, the more you put yourself out there, the more likely you are to improve and build your confidence, right? Mm. And I find that many of my clients find that um, masturbation is a powerful tool when it comes to building your sexual confidence because you can figure out what feels good for you and then in turn, you know, let your partner know. Your partner's not a mind reader yeah. and everyone's different. Just because, you know, this thing worked with their previous partner doesn't mean it's going to work with you, Mm. you know. So it's all about communication as well. You're saying, you know, you find out so what, what you like and then you, you've got to tell your partner. You had me up until you said you've got to tell your partner because now I'm like, uh, <laughs> how? This is embarrassing. I'm shy. How am I supposed to tell my partner? Because I also don't want them yeah. to feel like I'm saying, oh, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something bad. You're bad at this thing. So that's also tough. Communication yeah. is tough in the bedroom. For sure. For sure. And I think the first step when it comes to communicating about sex is to never talk about sex in the bedroom, mm, right? Okay. You are way too vulnerable. You are naked. Yeah. You've got performance <laughs> anxiety already. <laughs> Egos are, like, <laughs> you know, out to get hurt. So never talk about sex in the bedroom. Always do it in like a neutral sort of place mm. and always phrase it in things in a way that shows what you do want rather than, what you don't want or what you mm. do prefer rather than not. So rather than being super vague, you give very actionable things that you do want. And then when you get those things, you reaffirm them. Be like, oh my gosh, I love it when you do that. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, like positive reinforcement. I like that. Let's talk about that on 5FM. So we're on the line with Dr. Megan Martin this morning, who is a medical doctor and psychosexual educator dedicated to helping women who are struggling with a low libido to start enjoying sex again while simultaneously managing desire discrepancies and anxiety so that you can have a joyful, enriching sexual experience for decades to come. We will be back with her next. My final question for you, and this is a tough one because I feel like it's a little bit of a philosophical one. Maybe you've got a better understanding (laughs) of it from a scientific perspective. And that is, is sex in a romantic relationship actually that important? Why is it so important if it is important? And why does it consume so much of uh, the human consciousness and culture? Well, I think it like everything, it depends, right? Yeah, okay. Everyone is different. And how important sex is to you is going to differ from person to person. Mm. Some people might find it very important and it's a deal breaker for them if you can't have sex at least once a week. Yeah. You know, where others are like, you know, like I like sex, you know, it's, it's fine. But I mean, if I never had sex again, I'd be totally fine. Mm. And then there's also people who are asexual. Right. So people who are asexual don't experience sexual attraction. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have sex. So asexuality is a spectrum on its own. Right. So people who are asexual might like sex, even though they don't feel attraction or they might really find sex disgusting, Mm -hmm. you know. So everyone is completely different. 
But I think it's not necessarily about whether sex is important or not, but rather why it is important. And okay. that answer will really differ from person to person. And there's no one size fits all answer, right? That's going to depend on your personal beliefs, your physical, emotional desires, the nature of your relationship, mm. you know. Many people in this world are perfectly happy and have fulfilling relationships without any sex at all or having sex once a year and it's amazing, mm. you know. It's why you do it that's important, you know. Is, are you doing it because you want to feel close to the person, you want to bond with them, do you want to show your partner love and affection or do you just want to have fun and feel pleasure? And do you need to have sex to do those things those as things. well? That's you know? so interesting. What I mean, makes yeah. sex your partner different from masturbation yeah, if it's about pleasure? Yeah, of course. That's so interesting because I've never thought about that question phrased quite that way, that why, ask yourself why. And maybe if you're listening right yeah. now, that's a question that you can ask yourself and sit with it because all of our answers are going to be a little bit different from each other. But why is sex important to you if it is important to you at all? So I love absolutely everything we've spoken about. And if we want to reach out to you, uh, maybe we are ser- seeking someone to help us out or searching for someone to help us out. Maybe we've got mismatched libido in a couple or feeling you know sense of shame or guilt uh can you help how can we reach out how can we get in contact with you so you can definitely reach me on my website which is www.drmeganmartin.com and that's drmeganmartin.com or you can reach out to me on instagram which is at drmeganmartin all the booking links are on my website, all the information about the practice, how everything works is there and all the conditions that I can help with. Every single Tuesday morning, we speak about stuff that sometimes might be a little bit hard to talk about, mental health and pretty much everything surrounding it. Today, we are wrapping up our conversation with Dr. Megan Martin. Let's talk about that every Tuesday on 5 Mid-Mornings with Stephanie B. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Mid-Mornings by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.0.0.0.